All right, so we're in the uh, fourth Sunday of Advent, and we've spent this Advent telling stories about the joy of giving. And the first uh, one, uh, Dave uh, led us in the story of Simeon and Anna, and that was the joy of giving our time and, and how they gave all of their life and, and some special times as well. And then we looked at angels and shepherds and the joy of giving their energy, spreading the news about Jesus. And then last week, we looked at the Magi and the joy of giving our treasure and our wealth. So uh, today, we're going to kind of wrap it all up, and we're going to have three stories about giving our Hearts. Okay, now, so I've got a bunch of helpers and some kids that if you want to make, you're going to help me by making a, a, a craft that looks kind of like this. I'm sure all of you that are three years old have one that looks just as beautiful as this. So if you kids want to come forward, if you want to make a craft like this, we've got some helpers, you come and hand the stuff out. And kids, if you want to make a craft with this special stuff here, then you can come on up and work there and help me tell the story that way. So come, 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 come. Or stay, 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 whichever you like. So you can come and we'll make a craft, okay? Now, as they are coming and getting set up, we're going to talk about three stories about giving of the heart. But before we do, I want to just describe for us, as they're getting set up, what the Bible means by our heart. When we think about our hearts, we normally think about it all has to do with love. And when the Bible talks about heart, God's heart, our heart, certainly it involves love as well, you know, giving a heart, but it's much more than that. The heart in the Bible is not just the place that we love, but it's also the place where we make decisions. It's the part of our being that decides what's right and what's wrong. It's the part of us that drives our actions. So our actions and our words, they come out of our heart, okay? And so when you think, hear heart in the Bible, that's what you need to think about. When these kids come back with their hearts, that's what it all implies. Not just love, but moral choice, decision-making, all of those things. Now, there are over a thousand verses in the Bible that have to do with the heart. Most of them have to do with our heart, but some of them has to do with God's heart. And the very first time that the word heart, or the idea of heart, appears in the Bible is in this really weird, weird spot. It first appears in Genesis chapter 6, is the first time we come up with heart. And it's a story that's a story about our hearts going towards the wrong things, and that breaks God's heart. If you want to look in your Bibles or your devices, those of you who are adults, it's a weird story. It's a story where the sons of God find desirable the daughters of men. And probably what this is, is that there's some rebellious angels, and they sort of want to make a rebellion against God and make human beings eternal beings aside from, uh, from Jesus. And so they descend to earth and they marry or take these women uh, to be their wives and they have children and these children are hybrids. They're kind of half people, half angel, just weird stuff. And they're called Nephilim. Now, if you want to learn more about that, you can listen to, to the Bible project uh, and the Genesis goal, episode two. But here's these people, these angels rebelling against God. And they also lead human beings to rebel against God and do a bad thing with their heart. And so in Genesis chapter six, after talking about this rebellion of the angels, this is what it says. The Lord saw how great was the wickedness of the human race to become on earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time, and the Lord regretted that he made human beings on earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. 
The idea is that these hearts of the human beings, which were designed to do good, which were designed and created and given the ability to love God and to serve each other, instead these hearts turned inward. And instead of worshipping God and doing well for others, they became selfish. And in their selfishness, did everything they could and to destroy other people. We've got a heavily active craft going on here. <laughs> this caused God's heart to be broken. You see that this is the first. So the first time it appears in the Bible, the human hearts is that they are corrupt and chasing after the wrong thing and becoming selfish. And the first time God's heart appears in the Bible is that God has a broken heart. God, it says, is deeply troubled. It means it was twisted up. It was like our actions and our selfishness took the heart of God and just sort of put a twist in it and made a big mess of it and caused agony within God's heart because nothing hurts God more than watching his children hurt each other. And so God had to do something to change things. And so he started over and he sent the flood. And he didn't send the flood as some vengeful, angry God that takes delight in destroying people. This is the broken heart of a creator that sees that all we are doing is compounding hatred towards each other. And so to limit the, the evil, to limit the evil we do each other, he restarted, recreated the world and sent the flood. But our hearts again turned away from God and selfishness and towards selfishness. So God knew there had to be, beforehand even, he knew there had to be another story that would be told. Not just the story of a broken-hearted God and a rebellious people, but the story of a rebellious people, a loving heart, and a transformed heart within people. And out of God's heart comes a way that we can be forgiven and that our hearts can be made new. And that's the Christmas story. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not die, but have everlasting life. And so we celebrate at this time of the year, this action that comes out of the loving heart of God. A child is born, a baby is born to a humble family, in a humble town, in a troublesome Roman province, and only love a humble God, can you imagine this? A humble God with a broken heart, yet desires for his children. Only that kind of a heart could drive that kind of a humble story. You see, it's a story of a very determined will. A determined will of the part of people to rebel and a determined will of a loving God to save. And even though the people rebelled and the darkness raged, God achieves his desire. You see, when you look in the Bible and you read about the heart of God, do you know what mostly it's about? It's about God being determined. It's about God being active. It's about God doing whatever is necessary to bring his people back to him. And so he gave us Christ to give us new hearts. To make us new again, not through a flood, but through the sacrifice of God himself who gave our hearts new, a new love, a new direction, a new desire, where we put all of our hearts and all of our actions towards God and towards people. And so that's the third story. The third story is our response to this heart of God, a new response. 
We find the greatest example of this story about the joy of giving our hearts as gifts, I think, in Matthew chapter 22. The world was having a hard time accepting this act of love of God and accepting the teaching of this Jesus. And so the religious leaders, they would battle against him. And Jesus would, would debate these religious leaders in the story in Matthew 22 there is about, first of all, the Sadducees, but then the Pharisees, the Pharisees who wanted to say, hey, you've got to do everything right to make God look good. And if you don't obey every law, you will be in trouble. And so they would come to Jesus and in an attempt to make him look foolish because of the way he lived, the Pharisees asked Jesus, oh, great teacher, tell us, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said the words that we all know have been kicking around church very long at all. He said the greatest commandment is this, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your emotion, with all your decision-making ability, with all of your moral choices. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Give to your neighbor the love that God has given you. And he said this amazing thing. He said these two things, to take your heart and to give them to God and to take your heart and to give them to your neighbor, the, the suffering, broken people around you, to give your heart to them in service, that sums up all of the stories of the Bible. It sums up all of the story of the great narrative, the grand story of God redeeming us. And so as the kids finish up their hearts, I invite you to take them and put them on your Christmas tree. And to remember that this great story, this overarching story is the story about a God who gives his love to us. A God whose heart is broken when we do not show love to each other. And a God out of whom broken hearts comes this great story of the birth of a child. And the encouragement to give our hearts back to him and to give our hearts to one another. Let's pray and the kids will finish up the deals while I'm praying and then we'll sing it away in a manger, I guess. Oh no, what is it we're doing? One of those songs. So let's pray. Almighty God, how we thank you for your heart. And we realize and recognize that we are ones that break your hearts because we turn inward, we turn selfish, we just, we just do. And so we're thankful that this great story is that in response to that, you sent your son that our hearts might be transformed. And we pray that you'd enable us to give our hearts back to you and our hearts to each other. We pray through Christ. Amen.